Hello and welcome to Life on 10. Even though I knew that was coming, um, for some reason I got caught off guard. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why. <laughs> Hello, Life on 10 family and friends. Once again, it is Angela and Vanessa. Hello, hello, hello. I hope that everyone's had a wonderful summer um, as we kind of sort of head towards fall. Yeah. Even though the weather doesn't feel like It does not feel like fall, but. Yeah. Well, and it's not technically fall yet, but it's heading into the, like, it's PSL season. I don't like pumpkin spice lattes by. by Oh my gosh. But people go crazy over them. Really? And I'm like, Uh, yeah. I don't like them at I all. hate them. So, no, no, no. but people get all excited like, oh, it's PSL season, There's y'all. There's so much sugar <laughs> and fat in those. They're, My they're just gosh, gross. They're, I can't I just, even imagine. Yeah. But anyway, to each his own. Yep. No, <laughs> to each his own. Um, have you been, Vanessa? I'm awesome. Mm, great. Super happy. Fantastic. Good fantastic. times. Your job has shifted um, quite a bit yes. since the last time we talked about what you did. Yes, much more work-life balance. I'm now in an executive role, Ooh. so I'm not having to do... Well, okay, I don't like saying I'm not having to do patient care because I do truly love doing patient care. I just don't like doing patient care like 70, 80 hours a week. That's not fun. <laughs> but now, so now with my new role, I'm able to do 30 hours a month patient care so that I keep my skills up mm-hmm. and I always have, you know, my job to fall back on in the event that something changes, but I'm now home with my family. Most weekends I'm home. I have holidays off. I don't have to work nights anymore. Uh, it's, I'm so happy. And I've like today I came home at two thirty. Oh, wow. I still had to do a couple meetings from home, mm-hmm. but I was able to get home and, and just be here. That's fantastic. That but is fan- priceless. Great. Oh, it's that great. Is priceless. It's that is super priceless. awesome. Priceless. It's, priceless. it's amazing. Yeah. I, I mentioned that um, because I wanted the audience to know, but also because you are really immersed now, I think probably with even more people that you are working with, yes. leading, managing, totally showing up for, and so that brings us, audience, to what we want to talk about today, and that is these generations across the board from our traditionalists to our, and those are the ones that are born like in around World War II time, I don't know the exact dates, all the way to our Zen Zers. And what goes on when we get all of these different generations together in a place like the Workplace. Yeah, any workplace. Workplace or, or just just communicating, connecting yeah. with each other. What is that what do the relationships look like when you get this spread of generations together? Because right now I was reading, I think this is like um never happened before. We have like five different generations in the workplace right now. Wow. That's four a or lot. five. Wow. <clears throat> so I, I could see that. I mean, kind of I mean, most of the boomers are old, getting to, not old, getting to the point to where they're going to be retiring, but I'm sure. I think 24% of them in 2024 are still over the age of 55 in the workplace. Oh, wow. Okay. I just read it today. Nice. Look at you. All all science numbered up. (laughs) Angela came prepared. I came prepared for this topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But anyway. 
So we thought it would be wonderful, much so much, so much fun if we had at least three different generations on to talk about what is it like, you know, when you're in conversation with somebody from another generation, when you're working side by side with somebody, yep. what are some of the challenges that might come up? Yeah. As well as some of the opportunities. Totally. Okay. So what, um, what do they say you are, Vanessa? I am a millennial slash zennial. So I am like the first year of a millennial. So I carry a lot of the traits of millennials, but also of Gen X, because I grew up, like I was born into an analog world, right? But I grew up with computers and digital stuff, and I didn't have a cell phone until I was in my 20s, but people <laughs> had cell phones, right? Oh, like okay. it was just, it, you know, it's just a different, it was a different, you know, th th they, that's why they created that micro generation, this zennial, oh. is because we have so many characteristics of a Gen Xer but also of a millennial, okay. right? Since we're right on the cusp of those. And, and those two generations together had such a profound jump in technology. That's really the key. That huge leap from like we we're people are, the personal computer was nothing, right? Mm -hmm. People had to then suddenly oh, yeah. everybody had them in their phones, on their pockets and their, you know, all that just technology happened during our developmental years. Oh, yes. So okay, that's why we we're this like weird little generation. You're like this within a generation. Okay, okay. I did not know that. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. What am I again? I forgot. You are a Gen Xer. I'm a like Gen Xer. Solid Gen Xer. Okay. Yep. And then um, we have a very special guest. We have um, Jalen Trapp on the phone. And Jalen is going to give us the perspective of a Gen. Gen Zer. Jalen, are you there? Yes, I am. I'll do my best to, I guess, provide my perspective on that. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get down to it. So, Vanessa, what are you observing? This is a topic Vanessa wanted us to focus on. So I'm handing it over to you to start the discussion, Vanessa. So the reason that I this is kind of like I'm going to say slapping me in the face um, is a, yes, because I took on this new role and I'm I'm in the more of like a business workplace zone, but actually it's more related to us starting a new residency program and seeing how residents are, because we, we'd gone years and years and years with no residents mm -hmm. because we didn't have any residents in our program. And then suddenly, now that we've started a residency program, we have all these younger people showing up and they are not... I'm not going to say behaving because I'm trying to find the right <laughs> word there. I mean, not they're 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 wonderful people and I love working with them. They're great. It's just the way that they act or the way that they ah, I'm trying to write, like perceive life or have expectations mm. is drastically different than the way I see things. Okay. Like, and so I'm no, and, and then it's even more different than my, you know, fellow Gen Xer physicians or boomer physicians. Sure, sure. They, I mean, it's just, we're all just like jaw open. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's very, but I think what, some what of it's is good. the difference? Give me an example of what, when you say it's very different. I think in, so this is a good thing and a bad thing because I want to say it's expectations. Okay. They have an expectation that they are going to show up to work and that they are going to be treated like attending physicians. 
they are physicians, mm-hmm. they've graduated, mm-hmm. and they have shown up. And it's and I don't know that this is intentional. This is, but they are. That's kind of the feeling, right? Mm. Whereas we, when I went through residency, it was like, "Hi, I'm the intern," and then eventually I was like, "Hi, I'm the resident," and then I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm the senior resident," and then I was a fellow. I'm like, "What's up? I'm the fellow," <laughs> and then I was like, "I am the third year fellow fixing to graduate," and then I was like, "And no, I am attending Walker." Right? You you go through this you know whole thing this progression this of, progression right, right. and. I'm not saying that that's good, right? <laughs> right. I, I'm just, it's different than my experience is what, really what it is. And so it's, sometimes it's like a slap in the face to us where we're like, oh my gosh, one of my, one of my attendings, I heard the, I guess the intern asked him, so what's your ETA? <laughs> and we just start, the physicians, all the attendings were like, <gasps> did they just say that? Because we would never in our like in our lives ask our attending physician what their ETA was to come and do a procedure or come do something. Like they would have smacked us down so hard. <laughs> and so but but that's not an unreasonable question because they want to know and prepare their patient and okay. right? Okay, what I'm hearing what I'm hearing, yes, <laughs> what I'm hearing you say, yeah. you can tell me, is that they are not as humble <laughs> as you were yes. or your fellow yes. colleagues at that level of our training. Yes. Correct. That they're coming in with this super confidence. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. And um, I'm going to invite Jalen in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, so not Jaylen. trying to be like that back in my day. I really am not, but it's happening. Jalen, it's happening to me. I'm sorry. No, no. Um. Well, well, from what I understand, there's there's always some sort of uh, tension between generations as as life goes on and as new generations come into the workforce. So it seems that that's just a natural progression of things. Maybe so. Maybe so. What well, what do you think about like what Vanessa is perceiving? I mean, right. in terms of the confidence, I, I'm calling it confidence, but I I I can see where. Um, it could also appear to be disrespect and um, in a way and um, yeah, maybe just kind of disrespectful in a way and not right. and not showing and not honoring the whole process. I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think there may be two things that are going on here. I think I think Gen Z definitely has a sense of entitlement that perhaps other generations didn't inherently have. I think a lot of times people walk into situations, maybe they don't really know what's going on. They don't have any real experience, but they expect to be treated as if they've been around for 10 or 20 years. I think there are a lot of people who do have that sort of arrogance about them, but I can't say that's necessarily what was going on. I think what also could have been the case is that Gen Z is also a lot more relaxed in how they speak and maybe they just have allowed uh that relaxed conversation to enter the workplace whereas other generations never would have done that yeah Uh, that's that's a totally good point because i mean i'm i sound super relaxed obviously right right? like right now but when i called my attending if i needed to ask them a question it was a completely different it was like 
the the good the normal Vanessa that I want to be and like the person that I mm-hmm. am goes and hides in the corner and then like Dr. Walker shows up intern Walker shows up and she's got all her shit together and you know it's like a different thing because I'm terrified right that somebody right. is going to just destroy me if I don't say the right thing or do the right thing right mm-hmm. so that's another reason why I kind of I don't want them to feel that way because I don't want them to feel like they're about to get destroyed if they don't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this. I want them to want to do the dishes. That's a feeling I have. Like I want, <laughs> I want them to want to be, uh, you know, really engaged and work hard and feel that immense pressure that is coming towards them. Mm-hmm. Because the, re- the, and the whole reason I bring this up is because especially as a physician, there's going to come a time when something very traumatic is going to happen to you and you have got to perform, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like someone's life is in your hands. You're in the OR, you, you're doing surgery and something happens, an artery rupture, something happens. And you have got to have the strength behind you and the experience and that just hardcore inner strength right. to fix it or that person dies. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned mm-hmm. that if you, and I, I'm just, and I don't know, maybe it's going to be just fine, but I'm just concerned if you don't have that hardcore training, like you went to boot camp that maybe uh, you won't like, w- like soldiers, what if right, soldiers right, didn't go right. to boot camp? Okay. Like what if they weren't put through that whole thing? Like what if Navy SEALs weren't, weren't put, weren't yeah, put through that yeah. stress? Would they be as good in, uh, fighters, right? I don't know. I I, yeah, I hear that. I, I hear that. I, I'm, I'm con- that's what I'm concerned yeah, about. Yeah. And that's just the microcosm of physicians, right? I'm not speaking about everybody else. Like if you're a, a salesman or, you know, an engineer, I don't know that that would matter as much because, right? Yeah. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, um, I hear you. I'm, I'm seeing your perspective and I'm seeing where the concern is coming from. It's almost like, and we're not saying this is true. Yeah. The appearances, you want them to like take this really serious. Yes. Like this is serious like, this business. This is serious. Yeah. And when you <clears throat> use language like ETA or you're coming in like kind of laid back and it's a perception yes. thing. It's yeah. a perception. And that may not even be the way they, they're seeing it. It's just the way that, I mean, they're being, it's just the way that that's that generation. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Jalen, you want to chime in here? <laughs> that's your generation. Um, not that you're like speaking for your entire generation, but you know. Well, well when I hear Vanessa talk, uh, I think what she's struggling to deal with is balancing trying to be nice and cordial and trying to be accepting uh, and embracing these new people while also trying to make sure that these people aren't necessarily uh, taking advantage of that or yes. these people are still going to be prepared if something really happens or something pops off, which is which is obviously understandable, especially in the line of work that she's in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember I was reading a book a few years ago and it was analyzing like a lot of toxic traits, I guess people say that uh, men had where these things came from. Mm-hmm. And I remember the author had a theory that, you know, things like, oh, men don't cry or men yeah. don't express their emotions. He had a theory that this came from, like, the idea of going to war, going to battle. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, at the end of the day, if, you, if it's somebody's life is on the line and it's a life or death scenario, we don't really have time to be worrying about people's emotions or what's going to be nice or the best way to go about it. So we need to shut that off. That was what the author's um, theory was. Mm -hmm. But I think that extends beyond just any like historical um, men's perspective. 
I think in general, as a society, we still are trying to balance that nicety as well as trying to make sure that people are prepared for when things actually happen. Yeah. I'm not sure if we are quite in the perfect space where we have that right balance right now. Totally. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting perspective. I, I, um, so Jalen, I had, I emailed you something and I don't know if you can pull it up, but I was wondering if you can, could you read some of the descriptions like for Vanessa's generation that they have, how they describe how they show up, not just in the workplace of, but in life. Um, yes. and then, and then yours and then mine, because it's very, very interesting, yeah. uh, because it, it connects with what you're saying. It's, it's, um, gosh, I can't, maybe when he pulls it up, we'll be able to read it. But I, I just think that I'm, I, I don't want to be like my parents. Like I can hear my parents voice yes, in right? my head, like saying, um, well in my day, yep, exactly. you know, kids these days, and age, but there are so many negative descriptions I want to say of Gen Z's, they used to be millennials, yeah. but now it's Gen now Z's. It's Gen Z's. Like, they're entitled. Yeah. They're, you know, um, kind of like what you're saying. They walk in and they want the front office immediately. <laughs> they don't want to put the work in. They just want it to to happen overnight. Like I should already be at the top um, as soon as I walk in. I'm, yeah. I should have that front office, that yeah. corner office. And you know me. I think this is my theory. I think a, some of that has to do with social media. I think some of that has to do with looking at um, people your age and or younger having acquired so much material wealth, like almost instantaneously yeah. without true. I'm not saying not tr- that they haven't worked because I'm sure posting things and all of that yeah, is definitely it's work. It's, wor- it's work. I'm just saying my thought is that's a part of it. Like you see, it's like people become millionaires, multimillionaires almost overnight. And if that's all you've seen while you are growing up in your formative years, then you think that, yeah, that's going to happen. It just to comes me. quickly. It just to comes you. like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So when I walk in, yeah, I'm a resident, but I'm walking in and I'm I'm feeling already like, yeah. yes, I'm a run the place yep. because this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jay, right. did you did you find it? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the slide that talks about experiences and values of the different generations. Yeah. So what's what does it say? But Vanessa's values are your millennial slash whatever. It says as a millennial, they experience things like 9-11, the Great Recession, uh, the invention of an introduction of mobile phones, mm-hmm. a tech explosion, the Internet, email. They tend to be confident and seek responsibility early on in their jobs. They desire immediate, continuous feedback and can be goal-oriented multitaskers. And some of the stereotypes are tech-dependent, idealistic, coddled, entitled, and uh, participation trophy. Now, this is for (laughs) millennials. It says uh, 81 to 95. Yeah. (laughs) That's me. That's me. (laughs) Okay, so do mine. I'm the one above that one. Do mine. Experiences, it says, the end of the Cold War, a Challenger disaster, the birth of sitcoms, mm-hmm. MTV, the end yeah. of the Vietnam War, the AIDS epidemic, 
Yes. And the introduction of PC computers. Mm-hmm. It says work style, work life balance is extremely important to Gen Xers who were the first generation of latchkey kids. Work to live, not live to work. Mm. Appreciate feedback, independence, and flexibility. It says some of their stereotypes are being independent, cynical, (laughs) skeptical, selfish, and slackers. Oh. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that describes Angela all over. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, uh, what does it say about you, Jay? Experiences, it says digital... Uh, digital natives, so I guess we're native to yep. the digital world. <laughs> uh, climate change, Wi-Fi, smartphones, social media, diversity and inclusion, work style, career multitaskers, tech innate, resourceful, continuous learners, self-directed, seek flexibility and balance rules, tend to be independent, goal-oriented workers, and stereotypes, it uh, says screen-obsessed, distracted, privileged, Lazy and snowflake generation. Oh, <laughs> I love that. There's, but this, I think this is the key for for all that. And I love that you had all that, um, Jalen. Is that there are? I truly think you're absolutely right. There are positives and negatives to all of these, right? Like the trait they they balance. The they, mm-hmm. they you totally see them, and I see myself in all every single one of those. I like I hear it, I see it, and I think. When I think about Gen Z and and Alpha coming up, I think like gonna save the world. That's mm. what I think because I I think that they care about people more. I think they care about the environment more. I think they care about the rights of humans more. And so to me, I have so much hope for Gen Z and Alpha. My kids are Alpha. Um, that I like. I just. That's what I see. Like right. I, I am just like I am so hopeful for that gr- this group of, of of young people and my little kids because I think that they grew up. I I as a millennial didn't have quite as much of that you know needing to care about people as much. We mm-hmm. were a lot more focused inward, um, and then we did struggle a lot with not being able to get jobs out of college, and it was just really rough mm-hmm. coming straight out of college in the early two thousands. And uh, especially after 2008 with the crisis, I mean, it was like all of us were graduating and then we're strapped down with debt and it was, it was a a variety of things, but I really feel like this next generation and then generation alpha, I I, like, they're going to change the world. And so for me, I'm Mm -hmm. not negative about the, I know I have like immense hope for them. I think that they're going to do some kick-ass things. I yeah I hope so like I, I truly so. feel that way yeah I hope so I hope so what that's that's um wow what do you pressure. think about that <laughs> I know Jayla <laughs> when you hear Vanessa say that what what are your thoughts uh yeah I I I always appreciate optimism and I believe that optimism is necessary in anyone's uh psyche in order to you know move through the world so I definitely believe that there will be a brighter day moving forward. But at the same time, I also just understand as time goes on and as society changes, new problems are going to arise. Yeah. And, you know, somebody else will have to fix that afterwards. I'm sure <laughs> you got all this AI and social media is still a thing. So somebody's going to have to sort that out That's sometime, true. I guess. That's true. So the question, um, thank you, Jalen. Before we close, I, I want to say, how do we reach across the aisle? Because yeah. we ultimately are all in this together whether it's workplace family um friendships we are constantly 
in contact um, and encountering people from all these different generations. So how do we reach across to Al? How do we get everyone to kind of honor, respect each other from where they're coming from, from their experiences? Um, Seeing the, obviously, looking and searching for the commonalities, yes, and also, what else? Like, how? what else? Is it giving them grace? Is it doing what we're doing right now? Um, talking about it and saying, hey, you know, being honest like you are, Vanessa, like, hey, they're showing up this way. That's kind of strange to me because yeah. I didn't. However, at the same time, I want to make sure I'm creating the space for them to be who they are. Yeah. Yes. Think so? Is yeah. that how we reach across the aisle? Okay. Jalen, last comment. What do you think about that? Yeah, most of my solutions to any type of issues between groups is to try to stop looking at it as group issues mm-hmm. and instead try to look at a person as an individual and see what they see what you see in them as an individual. I think, you know, we're all on this earth together. We all have some shared experiences and hopefully some shared values. And if we could find that from person to person, things ought to sort themselves out after that. I agree. I agree. Best response ever. (laughs) I I seriously love that because we're here. We are, we started off like putting people into groups and separating them, right. By barriers or by this. And then Jalen's just like, I take that away and I look at the person and see where I can find common ground with the person. And that's what we need to be doing with everybody, regardless of what generation they're in. I love it. Uh, 100%. I don't think we could end on a better note. Yep. Um, Thank you, Jalen, for joining us. Uh, We appreciate you. And um, Life on Tenors, as always, live your life on 10. No matter what generation you're from, you're (laughs) 10. Bye-bye.